Hey, Adam, I was uh, I was thinking the other day, man. Yeah. Uh, what about? You know, um, uh, the movies that were popular when we were in college, maybe right before college, what do the Titanic hmm. and the Sixth Sense have in common? Ooh. Two unrelated things that have something they in are. common. What would that be? I don't know. I see dead people. Wow. Can I hit you back with one? Yeah, hit me back. This probably may not even deserve the, the sound effect to go along with it, but a horse walks into a bar, and the bartender Ow. says, um, you're in here a lot. Are you an alcoholic? And the horse thinks for a moment and says, I don't think so, and poof, he disappears from existence. Now, I would have explained up front why that joke is funny, but that would have been putting Descartes before the horse. Hit the intro. <laughs> Brothers, but not by birth. Family, but not by DNA. Dave and Adam are two of a kind, and they want to borrow some of your day to talk into your ear holes about midi chlorians and roller coasters. Those two things are unrelated, but so are they. Phenomenal brother in the golden voice of the South. The brothers from different mothers, but they're both really proud to be unrelated at birth. And welcome back into another great, exciting, and wonderful unrelated at birth. As always, you've got the one, the only, the golden voice of the South, the human jukebox, Dave Adams, coming to you. Well, again, recorded and in living color all the way from the top of the state of Alabama. That's right, in Madison, Alabama, in the Unrelated at Birth podcast studios. And as always, I have brought along my friend, the one who, at this very moment, that you are listening to this podcast, yes, you listener, I will be south of him, all the way from Lakeland, Florida. The one, the only, the phenomenal brother, Adam Joseph Russell. How far south? What's your itinerary? Uh, okay, so this is, we're releasing this on Wednesday? Yeah. So, let's see. Wednesday Monday? the 11th. Wednesday yeah. the 12th? 11th. 11th. Yeah. Okay. 11th. Okay. So, Sunday, we're leaving Port Canaveral, okay. Sunday the 8th. Cool. Monday will be at uh, Coco K. Perfect day at Coco K. We have a day at sea on Tuesday. Okay. Oh, so Wednesday I'll be at Cozumel. Oh, nice. Mexico. Mexico. Ah, Cozumel. On, on Thursday, Harper's birthday, I will be Ooh. at uh, Roatan, Honduras. Honduras. Very nice. Honduras. And on Friday... <laughs> I will be in uh, Porta Maya, something like that. Costa Maya? Yeah, Costa Maya. That's yeah, it. we've been there. That was where we stopped on our um, seven nights. We stopped at Costa Maya because we were supposed to do an Eastern and then a hurricane came through. So we did a Western. Oh. And it was actually one of the first cruises that Costa Maya was open for. It has grown a lot. Has it? Okay. We did the Chokchoban ruins down there. What that was a lot of fun. 
I don't so, know. What are you doing? Let me let me pull up my handy dandy app, and I will tell you what at this moment. Well, I don't know what time you're listening to this, listener, but uh, listener. I will tell you what we're doing on Wednesday. Well, the app is taking forever to to load. <laughs> Come on, Royal Caribbean IT. Yeah, I know, right? All right. You had the Jeopardy theme. Well, if only my. Can I tell? Uh, I, I think I've told this story a hundred episodes ago, probably. But in that same cruise, we went to Cozumel as well. Right. And um, Blair saw a mirror in one of the shops that she really liked. Black wrought iron frame. It's got a glass mosaic of different colors and stuff like that. Handmade. Really nice. Right. And just has to have it. And so um, I end up carrying a mirror in a box through the streets of Cozumel back to the ship. Um. Normally would be a mildly humorous tale to picture that, but I was wearing a Braves jersey that had my last name across the back. And so the whole way back, people are shouting, Russell, that looks heavy. You need help, Russell. <laughs> the whole way back. Wow, wow. It was fun. So All most right. people go to so, Cozumel for a different kind of party. but <laughs> Yeah, Cozumel, uh, we are doing a dolphin encounter at Chancanob National Park. Nice. At... Uh, Let's see. We're in Roatan. We are doing. I'm impressed. Oh, an all-in-one tour. I have no idea what the tour. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> all-in-one tour, but I don't know what we're doing. Comes Sounds jam-packed expensive. with a panoramic motor coach ride, Mayan chocolate and rum cake testing, mm. plus plenty of free time at the beach. <laughs> That's right up your alley. Hmm. So is the motor coach panoramic or is the ride panoramic? Panoramic motor coach ride. I can't wait to see what a panoramic motor coach looks like. You'll have to send a picture. Follow the the, the socials. Also, follow Dave Adams Travels for all your traveling needs. Cool. What if I need to travel to the grocery store? Well, no, all your vacation travel. Oh, vacation, vacation, Oh, well, and then that. at uh, Puerto Costa Maya. Oh, this is what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> you went, sorry, you went from Puerto, Puerto Rico. <laughs> Puerto you went full Rico. Trump on that Puerto. That was nice. You lovely island. Puerto. Island of tropical breezes. <laughs> name, the, name the show. Name the show. I have no idea. That's West Side Story, man. Mm. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but that Puerto Costa Puerto. Maya. Mexican salsa experience, the dance or and the or the the, 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 the food, okay, and beach break. Um, <laughs> spice up your vacation with a day spent immersed in Mexican flavors, history, mm. and beach culture as you learn the way of salsa. Oh crap! <laughs> Both in the kitchen and on the dance floor. Oh, nice! That's amazing. There will be Five, no six, videos. Seven, back. eight, one, two, three, four. Chop the onions now. Dance. <laughs> Throw on an apron and roll up your sleeves for a hands-on cooking class where you'll learn the secrets behind making guacamole. <laughs> Guaca. Puerto. So, hang on a second. And two kinds of authentic Mexican salsa. On the same shore excursion. Yes. You are going to make salsa. Yes. Dance salsa. Yes. And go to the beach. That's what it says. Those three things don't seem compatible. <laughs> Dancing in a swimsuit, cooking in a swimsuit, (laughs) 
and then going to the beach with a belly full of chips. <laughs> Those two things are unrelated, but so are I tell you, they. man, that's the UAB special right there. I love it. <laughs> All right. Alongside a skilled cook, Ooh. you'll slice and dice fresh, lo- fresh local fresh ingredients. Deep regional flavors. And then you'll sample your salsa accompanied by tortilla chips. Oh, thank you. I get tortilla chips. <laughs> thank goodness. Eat it via spoon. Mexican beer and a margarita. Heck yeah. <laughs> Party time. There you go, Dave. <laughs> After the margarita, it's time to hit the dance floor and get in the groove of salsa. Are the kids going to be in like the child's area during the professional instructor, your professional instructor <laughs> will get you in sync. Wait, do I get to say bye bye bye? Oh my gosh. It's adios, adios, adios. Sorry. With basic steps, timing, turns, and body movements. (laughs) I finally got to use it. (laughs) As well. (laughs) Why did we book this, Amanda? As well as share background on the dance's earliest beginnings. After your hard work, you can retreat. To a nearby beach. Retreat is the right word. (laughs) Retreat. Please, Thomas. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Thank you. Wow. That sounds pretty intense. I gotta. I gotta admit. It says mild. (laughs) Mild salsa. That's what they meant. (laughs) I just want a drink in my hands. Give me. Oh my gosh. Wow. Everything in one tequila, two tequila, three tequila, four. <laughs> Ten rounds with Jose Cuervo. It better not be Jose. It better be something better than that. <laughs> wow. Well, I hope you have a good time, David. Sounds like you're going to have a blast. Oh, hi. I, Dancing I, Buddha cha-cha and go to the beach, two of Dave's favorite things. Uh, I like a Buddha cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just, I, I'm right. sorry, but <laughs> oh, Bruce Almighty, I, I went a little too far. Go ahead. Just give me bourbon. Yeah, I don't care about anything. Just give me bourbon. May I, without a very smooth segue, talk about a story I saw that I am very excited about? One might say overly excited about. I'm scared. Don't be scared. I'm going to read you the headline. This is something. This is something we can all relate to. Chipotle test automation oh, no. for burrito bowls and salads now is, i think it's like those automatic ice machines <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like for online orders it would like make the bowl or salad for online orders i i am extremely excited there is not one place on planet earth that will get your order wrong more or give you like a half a scoop of meat right. than chipotle i don't especially hours really I, it's one of the few places you can get like veggies and meat and stuff and not like douse it in sauce, you know. Sauceritas is better for me. Oh, we don't have one of those, or I might try okay. that. We have a fresh kitchen, oh. which is more like bouge chipotle. But see, y'all Here's also quinoa and free-range chicken. Y'all also have flats, which is the better of everything. Yeah, but that's a different, that's a whole other like category. That's like smothered in queso. Oh, like which is what Chipotle I Chipotle is more like I had a bad lunch and I need to feel better about my supper. 
No, because Chipotle <laughs> always makes me do what most people does at Taco Bell. So. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. That's you unfortunate. Know, I got gas for $2 today. Did you? Unfortunately, it was at Taco Bell. <laughs> Cheapest uh, gas in town. I love it. I love it. But yeah. I, I am excited. If it, Hey, I want to know because we're going to premiere this, right? I need right. to hear some Chipotle horror stories in the comments or call the delivery line with one of those. We'll give you the number later. Adam would not let us uh, talk about what what I originally wanted to talk about tonight because he said, if you're going to talk a controversial topic, I don't want to be here and the only one having to fend off questions. <laughs> yeah. I agreed with you eventually. I think we both felt right. it probably wasn't the best idea, but since I'm going to be premiering this alone and facing the comments, we'll, uh, we'll save that one for when we're I mean, live. I might try Let's see. If we depends on what time on Wednesday you premiere it, I might try to pop up in the comments because I do have the internet package. Well, then why don't we just do it while you're on the ship? If you're going to be doing that anyway. Well, because you can't. You can't what? You're streaming. Come on. What? You can't tell me that it's going to be this good of of uh, quality. It's the year Remember when we tried to do it at the beach, at my parents' beach house one time? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that was I pretty mean, bad. And that was on land. That was pretty bad. <laughs> Where's the beach house again? And uh, <clears throat> Gulf Shores. Oh, that's right. It's in. A, I thought it might have been in Matt Gates' district, and then that probably would have been the reason. Well, that's not. Let's not get into politics on this show. <laughs> I mean, no, come somebody, on. Somebody, come get your boy. <laughs> um, Thanks a lot, Santa Rosa County. No, I know, right, uh, Destin. I mean, PCB, Redneck Riviera. There you go. <laughs> and can I just say that same area needs to step up and buy some of the pre-sales for the Alabama license plate in Florida, please? Right? Auburn and Georgia have both made their 3,000 threshold. They're going to start printing soon. We still need 900. I need the panhandle to show up, y'all. If any of you in the sound of my voice are in the panhandle, just go buy one. They're 10 bucks. Isn't the like Emerald that. Coast uh, Bama alumni so? so supposed to be the You'd best think one so. in Florida? You'd think but so. But that's what they that's what they claim, isn't it? That's what they claim. And they're the one that's lagging behind. I'm telling you. So I, I need to, to talk about this. And this is all going to be OBE once you listen o to the show, o by the way. OBE? OBE, that's a contract's term, oh. meaning that it's no longer needed. Sorry. Oh, got it. Yeah. So yeah. Move. Um, so I need to know what your preferred method or preferred path of coming from Huntsville down to Orlando would be. I've seen three different ways. One, I've seen going through Scottsboro and hitting, uh, like, I think, Kennesaw, Georgia, yeah. right before Atlanta, and, and you take that one. One, I've seen the way that y'all came through Dothan, Auburn, mm -hmm. all that 231 to 65, all that, yeah. Right. Um, the other one is going 20 or 65, 20, 75. Um, my only thing about that is we're leaving at noon mm. on Thursday. Yeah. Which means that would put me in Atlanta right at rush hour. Yeah, I would, I would skip that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it really depends. The other two is really going to depend on can you mentally handle I-10? No. And that's my then issue. Then take the other path. <laughs> the other path goes through Atlanta as well. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would always say sixty five down, get to two thirty one through Troy, through Dothan, hit ten across, and then seventy five. So here's, I would always here's say my, that. Here's my stigma with ten. I don't know if you remember that time. Well, I, you and I were 
were hanging out. Uh, we we hadn't. Well, I guess we had just done the hangout yeah. with with Ellie when that first time we hung out mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Um, when Amanda and I came down to just do Universal, and then we decided to meet mom and dad at the the beach club. Uh, I think we talked about that a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, um. <clears throat> We we did half half a week at Universal. Of course, we did a day at Disney because you can't you could take the Disney out of the boy, but you can't take the boy out of Disney. Um, other way around. But uh, you know then we mean. we decided to go and meet my parents and Ellie at at the condo at Gulf Shores. It took us longer to get to the condo than it would have got to go from Orlando to home, because I ten is like driving through Texas. It's nothing. Yeah. Like it's, it's a vast wasteland. It's just trees. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even good for like 75. (laughs) You see horse farms, you see Gainesville, you you see. Tends like protected forests on both sides of the road. It's nothing but like dense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. It, It like I legit have thought about if it if we weren't doing the drive home in one day i legit thought about bringing the tesla down yeah so i could put it on self-drive mode and just and and, yeah (laughs) zone out yeah right yeah i mean it sounds like you have to choose the um summoning up the mental fortitude to handle i-10 or rush hour traffic in atlanta it's yeah can i just like can I skirt Atlanta somehow? <laughs> you could, but it's going to add time. I mean, and the other problem is I'd have to go through Auburn if I did Oof, the I ten. No way. Yeah. Why would you have to go through Auburn? One of the ways is it takes you through North Auburn and Opelika, and you go through Columbus. Oh, because that is yeah. Okay. No, nah, I yeah. wouldn't do that ever. Yeah. Why? Why would I want to do that? I'd have to go through, so I could go close to Athens. Yeah. And hit Gainesville, yeah. or I could hit Auburn and Gainesville. So, <laughs> and by oh, hit, you Auburn, literally mean punch. <laughs> Auburn, Gainesville, and and Tallahassee, and Tallahassee all in one shot. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd go Earned for I ten, man. I would, I would put on a podcast and just roll with it. It's what we did. It's actually not it's, as bad, you know. If you can, you know that I, I told I told Blair and the kids. I said, dads have this switch in their brain that's like. I'm driving and I'm driving safely, but time means nothing to me. Right. And that's the switch you have to flip on I-10. I'm not feeling that this is three hours of nothing. Right. The other thing is you have this mental battle in your head. Yeah. You look at ways and you see the time. <laughs> Dad gummit, I'm going to beat that time. Even if it's by a minute. <laughs> Daddy, I've got to pee. Here's a bottle. <laughs> We're making good time. We're making time, Dad. Gummit. <laughs> Daddy, I'm tired. Ti- Daddy, I'm not tired. Here's a melatonin gummy. <laughs> Knock yourself out, kid. Literally. Knock yourself out, quite literally. <laughs> All right, so we are 20 minutes into this thing, we and are. we hadn't even started. <laughs> Technically, we have. This is our format. So this is y'all. Hey, we asked you on the on the page, what is your favorite style? and way to to take in this podcast you said in overwhelming votes yep stream of consciousness podcast and here we go be careful what you wish for <laughs> you might get adhd dave adams in full glory 
Okay. So All what's right, next? So we got some. <laughs> Ooh, squirrel! What? We've got some unrelated topics. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. All right, ready? Engage host mode, Dave. Take a breath. Because we're doing this on video. And for those of you who want to see this moment, take a breath. Host mode engage. I was expecting your uh, your alarm here. <laughs> we got too much to talk about. Come on. Ready? <laughs> take a deep breath. <coughs> There's deep a look breath. that passes across your face, too, when host mode engages. So go ahead. Okay. Is there really a look that goes into that when I get yeah. into host mode? Yeah. Do I really? Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a persona. And welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's kind of funny because that does lead into the topic that we were going to talk. That's one of true. The topics. That's true. One of the things that, you know, here we are, we're 108 episodes in now. And we've talked about meeting in college. We've talked about, you know, what we did in college. Yeah, you called it. You called it. I was just waiting for you to get rolling. I was just waiting for you to get rolling. So this one's going to be a twofer. This is sent. Don't forget this is on video. We're going to be sharing on Facebook whatever you're scribbling there. <laughs> what does that say? Oh, okay. Thank you, Dave. So this is a video daily double, I guess we'll call it, because I have a video to share. And it is a topic that, along with Chipotle and the, and the, the bowl robot, I'm, I'm quite passionate and quite in agreement with this. And I think we as a audience and a podcast need to find a way to get behind this. So I'm going to share my screen so you can hear the audio. And if you're on Facebook, you can see it. The button actually says present. So I shall present this now. And I'm going to share the tab audio and go here and share. And here we go. Dear Crayola, many color theory teachers like myself use your products. Crayola crayons are just about synonymous with the joy of discovering and exploring color. However, I'd like to suggest that the current lineup of the 24 pack could be adjusted. I'm sure you must know that while the red and scarlet crayons look different, they color the same. And you must be aware that orange and yellow orange are rather close together in hue, while green and blue green are quite far apart. In fact, if we plot the 24 pack to a perceptual color space, we can see a number of irregularities as we go around the hue circle. For instance, look at how green yellow is basically a lower chroma yellow. Of the 24 crayons, 18 more. are full chroma hues. So why aren't they more evenly spaced? You wouldn't need to create new colors to do this. You already have the colors needed in the 120 pack, but not everyone wants, needs, or is willing to shell out for the 120 pack. So here is my proposal for a 24 pack, a kind of color theory teaching Isn't edition. That beautiful? In this set, I've deleted eight crayons and replaced them with Wild Strawberry, Bittersweet, Banana Mania, Granny Smith, Jungle Green, Robin's Egg Blue, Royal Purple, and Plum. This set of hues is more evenly stepped. I found the high chroma crayons whose readings were closest to 20 degree intervals of hue. Using these colors would therefore help teachers more clearly illustrate what hue is as a quality of color perception. Right now, in contrast, yellow and green yellow are labeled as though they were different hues, but in right. fact they're nearly identical. Scarlet is redundant in hue to red, and so on. In closing, Crayola, I hope you take this video for what it is, a love letter to your crayons and their usefulness to the pedagogy of color. Absolutely. Please consider the value of packaging crayons aimed at science-based color theory instruction. Yours truly. What you just said. <laughs> is one of the most insanely idiotic <laughs> things I have ever heard. At no point 
in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber <laughs> for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> You're not allowed to share anything during the alarm, Dave. <laughs> But I'll allow it this one time. I mean, come on. That was a perfect response. <laughs> it was actually a very, very well thought out and logical thing to look at in terms of colors. Why would you have such redundant colors in a package of crayons? It's supposed to represent more than just a base set. It's, it's okay. actually a, a really cool, really cool thing to think about. So, so this plays in a little bit to something I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay, cool. While we got into college topics and we'll get into yours first are you trying to say that i got into my topic because i'm a nerd well is that how it plays in i i do the, okay so most people know i work with nasa and i work for contracts with nasa so i deal a lot with engineers and i sure. deal a lot with technical side of people why is it and this is something that you you live in mm -hmm. holy crap i do have a voice and a look when i get in the host mode told you Holy crap. Okay, but why is it that engineers, while are the smartest people I have I, I know, on the whole, for the majority, this is not everybody, because I think you and a handful of other people I know are a, a good uh, exception from the norm. Why is it that most engineers are the dumbest street smart people? But they're the smartest book smart people you ever you've ever met. So high like, IQ, low EQ, low emotional that, quotient. That yeah. that hue color wheel thing is, is a perfect example because he he's very smart and he was very learned in what he said. But I I glossed over immediately <laughs> because of how much information he was throwing at me in thirty <laughs> seconds. Well, it's easy color theory teacher, right? Yeah, right. But it, you, on the other hand. Because of the way your brain thinks, you're like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. Well, because if that was a TED Talk, it would be literally viral. If someone with a little more charisma, because he was very learned and, and polished in the way he spoke and, you know, his cadence was okay, you know. But if that was a TED Talk and someone was, like, super energetic about it, to your point, right. and knew how to get the met, that would literally be viral, and Crayola probably would have already changed it by now, right? right. But it, you want to know why? The real reason? Why? Why? Because if I get the numbers right and the rocket goes up and nobody dies and it comes back down and everybody's safe, it doesn't matter how I share that information as long as it's correct. Right. Business but requires me because I don't have to technically follow your recommendation to increase profits. There's 100,000 other ways to do it. There's only one way to launch a rocket into space where everybody comes back safely. And so I don't need to put it in a PowerPoint presentation and I don't need to do it in a Ted talk style because I'm right. And that's why. Uh, okay. But that's like, I, I, but the smartest people, yeah. but they're the worst at talking to you. Yeah. Why do they need to talk to you? Well, there's only one way to launch. A because rocket. I, as, as a contracts person, as yeah. somebody who talks as the, I'm a people person. Dang it. You okay. know, the, the, I have to know what you're saying to tell my NASA procurement agent why we need the money to do it. Sure. So it's your job it to synthesize the story, not the engineers. 
which is also why <laughs> I am I, I one of the, the my strengths I, I've honestly been able to say my best friend is an engineer <laughs> by trade. My father was a math and physics major. Mm. So I, I I speak languages very, very well. Sarcasm, English, <laughs> Southern. And I am not fluent, but I am I speak a little bit of engineer. Sure. That's right. You <laughs> so, pick it up over time, man. It's like anything else. Yeah, it's like the well actually. <laughs> <laughs> actually. The L two thirty seven space modulator, right? It's like a Marvin right. Martian, yeah. Right. So so <laughs> We've talked about us. We've talked about our time in college. Yeah. We've never really got into why we picked the major we picked. Mm. So we, we talk, you know, by trade, you are no longer an engineer, really. Uh, well, I, I can talk about that because kind yeah, so, of am. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, can, we'll, can I get we'll, a prop? Are you asking me to go first? Yeah, I'm asking you to go first. All right, hold one while I get a prop if you want to fill. Yeah. Feel free. I'll fill a little bit. Um. Because I'm actually interested in how people pick their major. For me, and actually, I'll go first because mine's easy. I'll go first, Adam, because mine's oh, very yeah, easy. Sure. It's going to be a quick, you know, I I actually went into school to do law. Like, I wanted to go into the law because I I, my, I grew up, and my parents always say, you can argue with a brick wall. <laughs> I still can. I'm good at it. It's true. Um, but... Part of my passion, and I've always I've always been told, make your passion your job, and you never go to work in a, a day in your life. My passion, of course, as you know, is sports and talking to people. Yeah. So I went to school to be a sports broadcaster. Now, when I went to school originally, it was a lucrative business. It was very hard to get into and very easy to make good money. Yep. Well, when I finished school, it wasn't. It was easy to get into and very hard to make money. Sure. So I, uh, I I went a different route and used this as my uh, my way of, of making my passion. And now I, I truly do work, but I am very passionate about what I do. I don't know if I've actually told this story. Mm. Um, I you know, am contracts for the SLS team here in Huntsville, uh, Boeing's mer working on the rocket and everything. Yep. Uh, originally, when Core Stage One was about to go up. Uh, which is what they did. Uh, what was that December time frame? Yeah. Uh, they they shared a picture of the Saturn V rocket that that sent up all the Apollo missions, and of course Boeing built that as yeah. well. Um, and it said we're standing on the giants that that created this. I I guess I didn't know that Boeing had that contract for some weird reason i i i knew but didn't know and mm -hmm. it, that picture hit me because my grandfather moved his family from nowhere redmond washington yeah to come work and be a test engineer on the saturn five like washington state like washington state wow. that well dad was born in uh illinois okay and then Grandpa moved up to Washington to work for Boeing, and then they moved him down nice. here with NASA. Uh, they got the contract. But um, so for his entire career, he worked with NASA and Boeing on the Saturn V. Uh, so in a very, very, very small, small way, I am standing on my grandfather's shoulders, continuing mm. the the legacy that sure. that. Started, that he moved his whole family down to Huntsville and 
all because two people fell in love, Brad Paisley, you've got me. So if it wasn't for Saturn V, mom and dad wouldn't have met and there wouldn't be any me. Mm. So it's just kind of a cool, cool story. That's That's when, when I get very frustrated with my job, that's what keeps me going. Yeah. That's awesome. It's good to have a reason, whatever it is. It is. Yeah. So there's my story. It's just because I like to talk to people and, uh, (laughs) you know, except engineers, they're just frustrated. Except except engineers. They just frustrate people, frustrate the crap out of me. Yeah. 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 That's what we're about. All right, Adam. So, so how did you get into, so IE imaginary engineering? Yeah. I, um, went to a site program the right before the summer before my senior year of high school. And it was a thing at Alabama in the engineering college where I actually got to stay in a dorm. You spent a few days. Which on, dorm? Um, oh, shoot. It's the one over. Um, I don't remember the name of it. Burke, I'm trying Patey, to picture it. No. Palmer. I think it was Rose Palmer. Tower. I think it was Palmer. The one across the street from Patey? Uh, no. No, it was the one over. It might have been Burke. It was over there by Burke. It was one of those over there. I can't remember. Um, Parham? Yes. That's where Susie... Parham's the one I where Susie I think so, moved. yeah. So it was over there on that side of campus regardless. And um, we stayed on, on campus and um, went to little engineering to do little things like building bridges and who can build the crate that, you know, protects the egg the best, those types of things. Right, right. And, but also toured each department so that you could see what all of the different engineering disciplines did and figure out what your major would be. And so I went in always thinking I would be an architect. So civil engineering, something along those lines are probably what I did. And it was one of the first ones we toured and I walked in and the guys are talking about, you know, the classes they take statics and dynamics. And they're like, like over here, we're testing different mixes of concrete to see which has the greatest compression strength before it breaks so that we can build bridges. And I was like, no, that Bugs Bunny meme. <laughs> He's like, right. no. yeah, that's, that's no. kind of, I was like, mm, that's not quite what I expected it to be. And then we saw aerospace and chemical and mechanical and mechanical was kind of neat. They deal a lot with like engines and moving parts and things like that. Aerospace was really cool. Cause you know, they deal with flight and space flight and things like that. And then the very last day I'm like, man, maybe, maybe it's not engineering. Um, we walk over to the industrial engineering department on the second floor of um, H.M. Comer, which has been gutted. Yes, it has. <laughs> it looks nothing like it did. I was so sad. Anyway. and it looks nothing like it did. It's true. And I walk past a bulletin board. It was there as we're walking into the, to the area where they're going to do the presentation. And it says um, industrial engineers work in all kinds of industries, and one was theme parks. Right. So, hello, you know, gone to Disney several times and, and all of that. And so it piqued my interest. And the more they talked about it, it just resonated with me talking about like efficiency and time studies and motion studies and looking at processes. Right. (laughs) I mean, if it floats your boat, right. You know, right. And it really, really did. And the more that I actually went through the major through the years, the more the statistics and analysis and learning Excel and a lot of that stuff, whether I've used the skills or not, you know, it really, really got me excited. And so I'm so glad you learned Excel, right? (laughs) (laughs) Keeps you from having to contact Microsoft, right? Yes. But, um, but no, that's the prop that I got is, is this guy right here is the reason why I went into the major that I did my Simba statue because of Disney. Um, and it worked out 
And the cool thing about it is, um, you know, I'm in IT now, and I went from IE to ticketing, from ticketing to operation systems integration, which is kind of a liaison between ops and tech, and then full on into tech. And one of the teams I have now revolves solely around taking a bunch of data from past outages and analyzing it to find trends, which is exactly what I went to school for. So oh. it's all come full circle. Um, and I get to spend all day in Excel. I get to spend all day in Tableau and cutting through data and building graphs. And I've built the coolest chart. I wish I could show it. It's amazing. I love it. It's oh, my, my God. It's my magnum you are opus. A nerd. <laughs> it's my magnum opus. <laughs> so I showed a tweet to you like this. I showed it to my boss the other day and he said, we've been trying to find a way to show this in one view for two or three years now. And How like, long well, did it take you to work on it? Uh, well, it's highly manual. Like, like getting it to do it was a little bit of gymnastics, but like three weeks. But that was literally because I had to figure out how to make it make words pop up. Because, you know, Excel's not the friendliest. Like, I no, could make not. text boxes in PowerPoint, but I want the thing to spit out a graph I can just copy and paste. So most of it was that. But, um, but yeah, I actually got the idea from a book called Factfulness, which I'll save for another Adam's Alarm to Bore Dave segment, whatever we're going to call it. But, um, but, yeah, it's neat. I get to actually do what I went to school for now, even though I'm in IT and have a couple of other different things that I focus on. So. Right. Well, that's, yeah. that's cool. That's I love it. Boring. <laughs> well, you know, it's so cool. It, I always look at it like a toolbox, right? IE is a toolbox, and you can open up the toolbox and go work anywhere. And you can say, how can I apply what I know here? And so as I've moved, I've been able to use it a little bit everywhere. But right. anyway. It, it is cool that, that you have that, that knowledge, but it, it's just so weird to me. How, and I, I need you to help me understand. Sure. You know, you, you've you've tried, but it, it it's use non-engineering words here. Okay. Um, why are some engineers like yourself able to talk to people, but some don't? That that's what I I don't I don't yeah. get. Like, if if you're as smart as as you have to be to get through engineering, you have to engage your right brain a lot. You know, I'm right. The, the The right brain people are the engineers, the math, the yeah. dragnet. Yeah, 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 just the facts, sir. Just the facts. Yeah. Your left brain people are me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so how are you able to do to kind of surf in both? Yeah. How, how are some engineers able to surf in both? Well, I think there's some of it's just a natural tendency, right? Some of it's just yeah. soft skills people are born with or able to develop. I think the reason for me is, i.e was a lot of analysis, but then you have to present your analysis in a way that gets, helps people make a decision. And right. that's the part that, like I was alluding to before, in aerospace engineering, it does not matter how you present it. Bernoulli's constant and the principle of lift is Bernoulli and the principle of lift. The zero force member on a bridge, if you're in mechanical or structural engineering, is the zero force. And it, and it doesn't matter how you say it or how you present it. If you don't build the bridge this way, it will fall. Right. Right. And so it's up to the general contractor or the head of your architecture firm then to go sell it. I've designed you a good product. I'm on to the next project. And so I think that it's probably a lack of opportunity or a lack of requirement yeah. to okay. present things that way. Right. Now, if the if when you get up into an engineering organization like the people you deal with, if somebody says we're designing the, the SLS in this way, therefore, these components are needed. 
there should be their boss or somebody else who's then able to work with you guys and translate that into why that means that it shouldn't be negotiated a certain way. But that right. engineer is just like, I need this part. Right. Because exactly. I do, and if I don't, it's not going to work, right? Right. And so I think it's opportunities in the requirement is not there, whereas for IE, a very core component, a lot of people go out of IE school and become business consultants where they're hired for a period of time by a company to do efficiency studies, and you have to prove out your value. And the only way you prove out your value is by presenting and showing results, right? Not just rocket go up, thumbs up, rocket came down, thumbs up, I'm good, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, you know, it's funny, though, because ever since I've known you, you've always been outgoing and personality-driven. You've never been that engineer, except for when I I tried to get you to go out and hang out (laughs) You know, no, I have to study yet, Dave. I have to study. Well, it's calculus um, too. What do you expect, man? I have to sit here and look at my Britney Spears poster and study. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> um, but you, you know, so you never, you know, you you say says they never had the opportunity, but you were never a. Is it nature or, is it or nurture? I, I mean, because. Well, I think that's, I'd I'd say you never had the opportunity, but you never had to have the opportunity. I think that's why IE had such a pull to me is it's not just go solve the problem and then share with somebody else what they need to go tell somebody. It was you do the analysis and you know the story and you have to then go share it. I think it aligns so well. You know, I went to MBA school and enjoyed that as well. Right. I think I could have probably been a business major and enjoyed it. It's just industrial engineering was that halfway point between the two, which no, nothing else can really solve, which is why it's a shame that they closed that school yeah, in well, Alabama. They just basically handed it over to Auburn and said, here, you run it for the whole state. Anyway. Anyway. I'm not bitter. Idiots. <laughs> not bitter at all. Uh, okay. Oh, Segway time. This guy stinks! That's all I have to say about the dean who closed it, who shall yeah. name nameless on this show. Okay. Uh, sec- Non-segway? I don't know. How, how Were you going to say non-sequitur or whatever it is? Non-sequitur. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. There you go. Non-sequitur time. Um, <laughs> I tried to sound smart and it didn't work. <laughs> um, we have a call to play. It's we not do. a Virgil asked a question this week, but it is a, a, it's a long-time listener, first-time caller. And here we go. So, here we go. Gentlemen, it's TJ Fry from up near Chicago. Just most recent, listen to the most recent episode um, regarding the unfinished business and uh, Leia remembering her mother. I've always theorized that she's remembering Senator Organa's wife, her stepmother, Jimmy Smith's wife, however you want to refer to it, and she did not realize she was adopted, which you alluded to. Just thought. Anyways, keep up the great work. And have fun through the Bye. Okay, I I get that, and and yes, Adam, you alluded to it as well, but don't, don't, after they've already realized that they're brother and sister, doesn't Leia say, yeah, I think I've always known. Somehow I've always known. Somehow I've always known, and I remember our mother. I, I thought she says our mother. No, I think that conversation happens, I think the mother thing happens first. Okay. It's the same scene, but I think the mother thing happens first. It's like, what do you remember of your mother? And she's like, it's very kind and all that stuff. Right. So it might be, you know, or Georgie Boy didn't think that far ahead. There's that too. But see, I think George did because he's he had all nine, all of his nine stories mm. planned out. Yeah. So uh, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. 
So, I, I, well, she maybe, could have that memory. I think it's compatible. She could have the memory of her Alderon mother and know that Luke was her brother all along. I mean, that's true. Technically, Alderonian. But it makes more sense for her to remember the original mother if she knew they were related. And I don't know. It's weird. It's very deep. Hmm. It is. But I don't. I don't think know, that's a bad theory. So thank you. I don't either. I, I think it's a great theory. And you know, those two topics that you know, remembering the mother and re- remembering which mother. Some could one could say that they're they're unrelated sometimes. Well, her and her mother were unrelated. The adopted mother, technically, they were they were unrelated. But you know. And that got me thinking, and Adam came up with some some topics for this this topic. Um, this week, especially the last two weeks, especially has been um, two very unrelated fan bases have collided. Oh man! Because apparently, and it's not not known for sure, but apparently, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are dating, and uh, all the the Swifties are now into football. And uh, I have thoughts, but I don't want the Swifty Army coming after me. So uh, <coughs> I'll just say, welcome to, to football. Please don't change it. We love it. Don't uh, don't try to Swifty it up. Um, but that that got me thinking. What other two fan bases that are totally unrelated yep. might mash well? Well, we don't know that oh. they mesh well. Or might mash up well mine that's mine that meshes well i came up with one example for this topic did you come up okay. with any day i didn't because you didn't dude, i'm i'm, it look, was your I'm idea. working it was my idea but i knew you'd come up with i'm working i'm 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 packing for a cruise now pinch hitting for dave's topic yeah adam, adam russell. joseph russell so can i just say one thing really quick and and i know you're sensitive to the swift army or swifties or whatever coming after you but when, when the NFL has had time okay, to create friendship bracelets that they're yeah. handing out at a game, yeah. if this just happened, how did, did they have... I mean, I'm not trying to say the NFL is scripted. It's not. People kicking a field goal with... No time left when they're already winning instead of taking a knee because it gets the spread covered. Mm. I mean, there is that. Mm-mm. But I, I do have one thing to say. I, I, it's, it's awful funny just to watch because they went from ESPN, who I love dearly, ESPN from here's the latest celebrities at every one of Dion and Colorado's games to this is the latest Taylor Swift sighting at a Kansas City Chiefs game. And from the bottom of my heart to the Swifties when it comes to Kelsey and Taylor dating, we do not care. So there you go. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So here's my thing. I want to watch football. I, I think we've talked about this before. I want to watch football to escape. Sure. There's so much bad on TV. Yep. There's so much drama with all this drama in the LBC. It's kind of hard to be D-A-V-E. <laughs> nice. That was good. I like that. See yeah. what I did there? Yeah, I see it. I see it. With, wait, with all this trouble in the B-A-M-A. It's kind of hard to be D-A-V-E. I love it. All right, uh, all this trouble in the HSV, right? There you go. There you go. Or the M-A-D. hard being D-A-V-E. So I saw a reel come across that Kelsey was watching a replay up on Uh the board, and someone took the video and said, you need to look at your 
significant other the way Travis Kelsey stares up into the the suite at Taylor during the he game. He was watching himself. He was watching a replay of himself right? scoring a touchdown. <laughs> and that's the problem I have with it is that it's going to turn into this thing that it's not. Right. right. Exactly. And I think, honestly, if I, if I had my druthers, what I'd say is, okay, CBS. Oh, no. How about this? Monday Night Football, since we already talked about ESPN. I want Monday Night Football to show the game. I don't want to hear about Taylor Swift. I don't want to hear about relationship stuff. You can take ESPN News and have a Taylor cam. Yeah. And you can just show Kelsey on the left, Taylor on the right, and just have a feed dedicated to that and don't mention it on the big channel. How about so, that? Or, or you get Chris Collinsworth. Chris well, what, what you got here, Travis Kelsey just shook it off as he, <laughs> oh he looked at his quarterback and said, why you got to be so mean? Throw oh me the gosh. ball. We haven't seen anything like this and, since 1989. And you, yeah, and you know what? He looks at that ball and says, you belong to me. <laughs> that play was Taylor's version. Oh, my gosh. And, and he looked at his jersey and he said, this is red. Oh, my gosh. There's way too much there. Why is there so much of that there? That that should not know. fit that well. Anyway, so and, yes. And he looked at the quarterback, and as he scored, looks back and says, look what you made me do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. One thing that has come out of this that's mildly amusing is um, the potential breakup songs that oh, use football I mean, terms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, because you know, you if went, you date Taylor Swift you and you break up. the flag on the play. Have yeah, you seen that? You one? intercepted my heart. All those yeah. different things. Oh my gosh! Because you know, if you date her, if you break up and it's not doesn't go well, you're out there forever in a song. Now. I know. Well, you know what, what's funny is I, I hope they play Nashville, and and he's going to score a touchdown. He said, and he just sang when you think Tim McGraw. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, uh. so give me two other. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give you one that I actually saw online that I thought okay. was pretty funny. So Grumpy Cat, the meme. Of the Siamese cat that always looks mad. And he passed and, away, I think. Oh, that's a shame. I'm so sorry. Sorry, have a moment. Okay. Um, but putting him in random spots in Disney movies, like he's the one that you hold up in The Lion King. He's the one that's on the rock with the wave crashing over in Little Mermaid. Those types of things where it's like <laughs> the, the Lion King when I think stuck out to me. So that got me thinking. And I actually came up with one. The only one I came up with. The only one any of us, either of us came up with. Right. actually turns into a game. Oh. And it, I think, adds to the sport that is involved in it. It involves a sport as well. Yes, that's Grumpy Cat. Such a sweetie. <laughs> Such a sweetie. Anyway, so you ready for this? I think I am. Yes. My mashup is NASCAR. The National American Stock Car or whatever it is. <laughs> NASCAR. Okay. And... Word games like Scrabble or Boggle. So word files who love playing word games and NASCAR. Two things that are completely unrelated, because I would probably guess that most people I don't want to generalize. <laughs> but you, you know, you and I'm I going. are NASCAR fans and yeah. we like that stuff. And we like that stuff. That's true. I don't want to generalize. But I would say maybe half and half. Would like right. or wouldn't like, right? So and I would say it's probably more likely that people who are very passionate about word games don't watch NASCAR. So we want to bring them into the sport. We want to increase the viewership, increase the fan base. So 26 of the cars that start in the field have a letter, on a big letter. They don't have a sponsor. Scrabble is the sponsor. And there's a big letter. You 
at the at the end of every X number of laps, you you roll a twenty six sided dice. If there could be such. Oh, a so thing. we're bringing in D and D. Oh, well. hang on, yeah, man. You roll a multi sided dice, and whatever number it lands on, from that car back, and if it's towards the end, then you would go back up to the front. You get ten letters, and you see for the next however many laps how many words you can make out of those letters. If they now check this out, hang on. If they automatically spell a word, the race is over. So it's like Quidditch, like we were talking about the golden stitch the other day. So it's like the golden stitch of NASCAR is if the 10 letters that come up because of that automatically spell a word, race is done. No more. It's over, right? Okay. So then you do that for several laps, and then you tally the scores for stage one of the race. Then at the beginning of stage two, one of those letters gets replaced with QU, like in Boggle, Ooh. the QU square. Then at the end of stage two, for stage three, you put a wild space in place of one of the letters, okay? And you do this, and then the person who ends up with the highest score at the end of the race gets to go down into victory lane. The race car comes in, they celebrate, they leave. Whoever wins gets to have their own little moment in victory lane that they were the word champion of the something auto so parts 400. People in, the, people in the crowd. You could have a home aspect to it. They just couldn't do the victory lane thing. But anybody can play. 200 something thousand. You make fans. an app for it. Yeah, you make an app for it. Okay. Okay. Make an app for I, it. I can get so behind that. Word files and NASCAR, because you, you, the thing that I like about it the most is not just bringing in new viewers, but it gives the stage component a purpose because stages have no purpose in NASCAR. None whatsoever, except to make people drive more aggressively in the early laps, which is the dumbest reason to do that. That's like right, the right. pitch clock in baseball, bigger bases. People don't like watching our sport. Well, you know what? Maybe it's just not for everybody. Right, exactly. So there you go. I Let's got give the stages a purpose and bring letters into NASCAR. Done. I, all right, I thought of <laughs> 24 one. pack of crayons and letters. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of one that actually would mash Ooh. me up perfectly. Ooh, let's if, go. If you, if you mash these together, you get Dave. Uh oh. You have a weekly television show, Mortal Kombat style. Of Disney heroes and villains in pro wrestling matches. Oh my gosh! So these like, would these have, be animated or real people? You you could choose. I I will let the producer choose because okay. it could be both. You could do like the it, Toy it Story could, football thing. It could right, be just could, animated. Which, yeah, uh, you could do that and and bring kids into pro wrestling, or you could do like they've just done with Ahsoka, and, and you could bring a cartoon into real life, and, and mm. you have like a Mortal Kombat-style tournament in an actual pro wrestling ring. But you're not thinking Mortal Kombat-style tournament in the realm of like that old claymation celebrity death match. No, no, no. Okay, I'm good. Thinking if, if, if <laughs> just just true it, wrestling, right? You right. One, two, three, and it's over. Okay. Right, right, right. Not dismemberment. Yeah, not dismemberment. That's good. So you've got Disney and wrestling fans mm. mashed up. You know, you'd have Aladdin oh. taking on Dr. Facilier or... Yeah, you know what? I would I would watch that just to see... What do they call the little speech where they're talking with the microphone? Is that Does that have a thing, a name? Uh, I mean, that's a, a promo. A promo. I want to yeah. see Hades do a promo. That would be just chef's that kiss. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. James Wood comes back to reprise the voice, and he's making all these dry jokes and stuff like that. Totally. Absolutely. Hades match. Let's see. Who would Hades be matched up against? You have to mm. do somebody that, that would be a good match. Um, 
So it had to be a bigger hero. It's not Hercules. Hunchback. That's too obvious. Hunchback? Mm. Well, somebody has to match his wit. So maybe the genie. Ooh, yeah. Genie versus Hades. Hades and the genie. That'd be a good one. That'd Two be eternal beings. Up. Locked in a cage. And that would be a hell of a cell match. <laughs> 10,000 years in this ring will give you such a crick in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> See? That's a great one. And I thought yeah. of that on the fly. I love it. What's one more? Let's get one more. Come on. All right. All right. You, you said more? you had another one, right? No, no, no. Let's get one more wrestling match. I want to think about this. Okay. Uh, okay. We got to have the ladies. We have to have ladies mm. wrestling. So you have, I do. Mm. Uh, you pick one and I'll, I have one because you have, you have to okay. have Rapunzel with the frying pan hitting somebody. It's like the chair, okay. right? You have to have Rapunzel in the frying right, pan. Right, right. It's so a hardcore match. That's That'd one. That'd be the hardcore match. Yep. So I would want, Mer- I do Merida against. <laughs> Uh, actually, I would put Merida against uh, Maleficent because Maleficent has the you know, the dragon, but Merida has the bears with her brother. Could you do Merida and Rapunzel in a hardcore match where she has the bow and arrow and she has the frying pan? No, because they're two faces. What do you mean they're two faces? Faces are good. Why guy. couldn't one of them do a turn? Because they're not. Disney would not allow that. They're both good guys. <clears throat> so you're talking true villain. Right, okay. villain versus. So you're saying Merida versus Maleficent, okay? Right, because you got Maleficent who could turn into a, a dragon, mm-hmm. but you also have Merida who could who could ha- get help from her brothers oh, who yeah. turn into bears. I like it. I like that. All right, so who would fight Rapunzel then? Rapunzel has the frying pan. This is the hardcore match. You need somebody that's got a prop of some sort that makes sense that fits. Villains. Queen of Hearts with the croquet mallet. Oh, with the croquet mallet. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Off with your head. Off with your head. There you, there you go. go. I love it. And then all of a sudden, running down the ramp is Eugene. And they tag, and now they both, you know. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you this, can't have, if you're going to do a mixed gender, I would say that the Queen of Hearts would have the White Rabbit. Mm. I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. Kabam. Oh, yeah, or, it. or it could be the White Rabbit, or it could be the Mad Hatter. And he pulls something out of his hat. She hits hits you with a teapot. That's yes, what yes, that's it. <laughs> see, I see, Mad Hatter's too. ambiguous enough because anything in Wonderland that's not the Queen of Hearts could be good or could be bad depending right, on the situation. Exactly. So he could, could do a, a turn. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Okay, there there were rumors <laughs> that Disney was going to buy WWE. And yeah, it never happened, unfortunately. But I need this. I need this in my life. That's amazing. This has to happen. I, I might actually see. I wouldn't have a problem with the cartoon being scripted, but for some reason, I have a problem with live action being scripted. Isn't that weird? <laughs> see? That's it so is weird. weird. Yeah. The look, mm. the show. It, it's it's a male soap opera. It, it's it's like real life. Blair watches Days of Our Lives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like re- supposed to be like real life. But I think my problem is is that no one in Days of Our Lives goes off the show and then tries to act like what they did was real. Ninety-nine percent of the time, they don't anymore. Kayfabe is dead. Oh, uh, okay. Like if if I if I walked down the street and saw Undertaker, he wouldn't go rest in peace. <laughs> right? No, I mean he was one of the last. He's retired now, yeah. but he was one of the last true guys that kept Kayfabe alive as much as he could. Okay. So, like, if I meet Ric Flair on the street, it's Rick. It's Ric Flair. It's not. Yeah, the nature boy. 
Nature. Well, actually, he has turned into the Nature Boy. Um, and Hulk Hogan is truly Hulk Hogan now, but yeah, not yeah. Terry Bollea. That's so funny. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, there, I, could, there. I could get behind that one. That was a good one. See, look at you. Let's good see, job, Dave. Gold star for you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Gold star for me. Gold star. All right. You said you had one more, didn't you? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, I had so one more. Go. I was talking about Rapunzel. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. 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 Where did Grumpy Cat come in with your? Well, I googled fan base mashups, and that's literally the only thing that came up on the internet. So this is a topic that no one else has covered, which is very hard to do wow. in today's media culture. So look at this us. This needs to take off, man. Look at us. Oh All yeah, right. Disney wrestling. We need it. And Scrabble NASCAR. I think the Disney wrestling Disney has wrestling. more of a chance of happening. Disney wrestling. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here thinking of matches now. Beast. Oh, dude. Beast would have to have a match. Beast and... In beast form. Not... Not Adam. Prince Adam. It has to be the Beast. Is a hero? And not yeah, a he's villain. a hero. Yeah. Uh, well, what if he could shapeshift... Against a villain who could do the same thing. But Beast doesn't shapeshift. What if he could? Merritt also doesn't turn into a bear at will. You talking about Maui? Maybe. But he's not a villain. Mm. No, he's not. Ooh, what about the what about the shiny crab? That would be pretty I cool. Could, I could get behind that. Oh, now I've got to have a match for Maui. Oh, I know. Okay, that, here you go. The shiny okay. crab. Versus the flying tiger from Coco. Two big like mythical animals. Yep. You know, that kind of thing. Yep. All right, so who would Maui go against? Maui. Well, well, well. Scar. Hmm. I'm looking, I'm looking at my pops. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going down the list. Yeah, Scar. Scar. Okay. We know Hercules can't go against Scar. Because there was a scar right. throw rug in Hercules, so yeah, exactly. Can't have that matchup. That one's already been settled. Already won. Oh, dude. Cool. Okay, I that did. was fun. I, yeah, I was need. Good. I need this in my life. I need. Okay. He's like, how can I, I make need, this happen? I need this. I need y'all. Y'all. When I come back from the cruise, I need y'all, our listeners, to have some good mashups for us. Mm. Some good wrestling mashups for Disney characters. Maybe we could put something on the listener group to solicit them. Yes, but it can't be until next week. So that had to well, be. Then, that's yeah, on you. That's sir. well, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Who will help you know, me edit the podcast? Who will help me post the socials? Man, who will help me go on a cruise? Oh, they don't need help with that. <laughs> who will help me learn to dance the salsa by making a salsa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear that story when you get back. I will watch my kids That's dance the salsa. While Go ahead, I'm girls. Go ahead. Chop I'll the let peppers. Me eat the salsa. <laughs> Can I get more chips over here, please? <laughs> no, you have to salsa your way over here. That's right. Cha cha cha. One, two, three, four, five. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. You know what just popped in my head? Do you remember the tool time, the, the home improvement where Jill makes him go and take yes. salsa lessons? Yes. <laughs> I love it. That's going to be me. Spin me, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> if there are as many drinks as they made it sound like, you never know. I mean, it could happen. It's going to be, spin me, Amanda. This is actually quite enjoyable. <laughs> I'm having the time of my life. No, I will never say that on a salsa lesson. You never know. All right, so guys, we we say it all the time. We love you guys, and we really do appreciate it. We we thank you, TJ, for calling in on the delivery line. Um, I oh, just we, realized we, that we, wasn't there the whole time. Hey, look, and there That's it is there the whole time. Eight six three three four five zero zero eight eight. The delivery line. That is eight six three three four five zero zero eight eight. You can also join us on Facebook at the Unrelated at Birth listener group. Yep. Uh, we really have a good time in there. Um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Just everybody being goofy, being real. That That's, yeah. I think that's one reason I like this show. Because it's real because and goofy. You, well, you, you, you said it earlier that I have a host persona and I get, and I, I do kind of a little bit go into this, you know, mode, but it's, it's, it's me. It, it, it's not a fake me. It, it's it's not a really just kind of, do what? Not a kayfabe. It's not kayfabe. It's it's actually real life. Kayfabe's dead. Uh, look at that. You you're learning shoot. You've learned promo. <laughs> you you've learned work. You've learned kayfabe. Work into a shoot. All the stuff. You worked yourself into a shoot. You might See? be you. We. I'm going to turn you into a wrestling fan. If the guy. Disney thing happens, there's a good chance that might happen. But we'll see. All right. But guys, we, we say it every week. We really do love you guys. We thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you, you lend us however long you want to lend us with your ear holes. Uh, and and we, we just can't thank you guys enough. It, it, it does mean the world that you know, just some random guys, you t- tune in and listen to us. So thank you all so much. Uh, Adam, take them home. Yeah, thank you for listening to these two wild and crazy guys. Hot and crazy. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, everybody. Um, this show will be part of a Facebook premiere. Hopefully it goes well. That may be something we try in the future because that was tied with live. So we'll see how this goes. We're going to try out some new stuff here coming up. But, maybe uh, a YouTube? Maybe. Live? Yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe all of it together. Live? Maybe, yeah. yeah so uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it was an enjoyable experience for all of you. And um, just remember out there, everybody, please, 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 choose kindness before anything else, especially right now. We kind of alluded to and joked about politics earlier. It's not something we bring up a lot on here, but please choose kindness. And um, no matter what your interaction is with anybody else politically or otherwise, that's the best way to go. And remember that we love you, but not as much as Jesus does. And we'll talk to you again next week or two weeks, whenever Dave gets back. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, sure. <laughs>